Welcome to Mindset in Motion, a podcast discussing the ideas, pathways, and innovation shaping the future of higher education. I'm your host, Bill Heinrich. This podcast is hosted by Orbis, supporting higher education and data-driven experiential learning. Welcome back to Mindset in Motion, the podcast where we discuss big ideas in higher education. I'm here with Jeanette Glover from the University of Florida. Thanks for joining us, Jeanette. This is our first ever live recording, and we're here at the NACE conference following the CSM symposium. It's been a big couple of days already. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Bill. Thank you for having me, and I'm so excited to be on the first ever live and a return back to Orlando, Florida. So really being able to have NACE as well as the Simplicity Symposium here in the great state of Florida. So. And we appreciate your time. Jeanette, you've had a rich and successful career, and I want to just dive right in. I'm going to dive deep here. What were some of the transformative moments that led you to caring so deeply about learning and student success? The first moment that I think of when we're thinking about transformative moments is my own personal story and experience. So I was a first-generation college student, and it's through my experience as a first-gen college student of being able to interact with faculty and staff who really were passionate and cared about student professional development and learning and support, as well as the experiences that I had on campus in and outside of the classroom that really drove me to see higher education in new ways. And so continuing on with my experience as a career services professional, That has helped me to see not only the impact that we have on a daily basis for students, but the impact of the work that we can do in career services, thinking about our students as they come into the institution, while they're here with us for just a short period of time, but also how they're going to have an impact and make great contributions in work, citizenship, and life thereafter when they graduate. That's what makes me continue to care and to do the great work that we do because it's so much greater than me and our institutions. So it sounds like your background informed some of the decisions you made. Sounds like you really love the work. Yes. And you've been doing it long enough to know that. Over 20 years. So yeah. yeah. (laughs) So some of my favorite stories about higher ed and the college experience are centered around really compelling learning experiences that students have and really how those stories become jobs, right? So we're here at a career services conference. So let's keep it on point. So what are some of the things that your programs do where you're situated Mm -hmm. to deliver on that promise of compelling experiential learning? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you talk about learning, I think we do this work in higher education. Learning is happening, as we said, inside and outside of the classroom. And in career services, we have the opportunity to be able to be the bridge that connects our industry employers to our students and our campus community to be able to support that. I was really happy today. I got an email really talking about one of our employers who hired 75 of our students at their company for internships this summer. And so really talking about the work that we do to facilitate those connections for students. And it's through the internships, the co-ops, but also students being able to get experience in service learning and leadership organizations and really being able to think about how they contribute in other aspects, even student employment. We partner with our human resources, but campus colleges and departments to really be able to support how we think about our students getting experience, not only in traditional ways, but really being able to tell that story and connecting the learning, but also the competency development that students are gaining while they're participating in that. 
Okay, that makes sense. It's tracking and yeah, getting students in those placements is key. So earlier today, I got to hear your presentation about data, which was super compelling. And if we can get a link to your slides, I'll definitely share that. First of all, University of Florida is doing some great work just naming what's happening and analyzing. So that was really impressive. For our audience, the first time users of career education, if I understand it, it was a very high percentages, disaggregated data, really easy to understand the quality of programming, but also, and you highlighted this in today's, the gaps in program or where students experience gaps in compelling experiences. So what are the gaps? What do they mean for you and how are you addressing them? We have an employer advisory board, so a board of 31 companies who are committed to recruit here at the university that we survey, we utilize them as a sounding board, but also a resource to help us to think about how do we support students in those gaps. So what we've heard from our employer advisory board, but I think it's on point of what we see and we know when we think about early talent, getting them ready for the world of work, is there's an opportunity for university leaders and offices like mine and career services to support our students learning about the future of work. And when we say the future of work, we want to highlight and talk about uh, the changes that are happening in work itself, the changes that are happening in the workforce, the changes that are happening in the workplace, and how our students are supported from that. What we've heard from employers as well is that we have an opportunity to make sure that our students are ready with the digital literacy skills that they need. I'm fortunate at my institution, we have an initiative that's called Artificial Intelligence AI in the Curriculum. And so our university has committed to being able to support all of our students to have access to learning and development and growing and artificial intelligence to be able to help them so that they can make great contributions when we think about the AI-enabled workforce. From that effort, we're talking about work. My office, we're part of that initiative. We've gotten additional staffing resources to be Mm. able to support across the curriculum. So Mm. really thinking about in colleges and degree programs such as the liberal arts and making sure that those students are ready. When you're also talking about skills, we've also heard from our employer partners that there are ways and efforts that we can support in making sure that our students are ready when we're thinking about competencies in professionalism and professional development. So you talked about technical skills. Yes. Tell me more about what it means for students across the curriculum to develop, well, what used to be called soft skills, but yes. really hard to learn, future-proof skills. What do they call that, University of Florida? Absolutely. So we are using the term of really supporting our students to future-proof their skills. So these skills are when we're thinking about communication, problem-solving, critical thinking, but also areas of emotional intelligence to really being able to ensure that our students are thinking about how the work that they're doing can impact others and society when we think about global community. We've heard from employers that's a space and an effort that we can partner together. And so what we're doing with our employer advisory board, this group of 31 employer partners, is that we're going to be working on developing some alternative credentials that support our students being future-proof. Our employers believe that together, being able to support our students in this space, we want them to be able to look at our students who have those credentials on a resume or some type of documentation and to say that they're ready or they're notch above others to be able to support them. So you have so much data that the signals aren't hard to find when you need to. Yeah. The other part of data I've learned over the years is that the narrative changes, maybe out from under you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll just give you an example. I was growing up and the narrative was go to college, get a job. Yeah. Right? Like that was, and I'm of that age. Yeah. But now the narrative is a lot different. It's like colleges cost a lot and yeah. it might not be worth it. So it's hard for big institutions like University yeah. of Florida, other institutions I've worked at that are large to, to make a shift. Yeah. So I'm curious about your use of data as a lever Mm -hmm. for change. Mm -hmm. How does that work for you? 
what are some of the strategies you use to help your folks come along to the new um, narrative? Oh, Bill, that's a great question. What I will say is that data is an essential component of what we do. So data is a cornerstone of how we work. And when we talk about our mission, our vision, mm -hmm. and our values, we are headstrong and determined to make data-driven decisions. So because data is so ground in what we do, and we're looking at it from every aspect of the organization, it's only a natural fit for us to be able to change and pivot Look for wine sources and opportunities on campus where we can integrate and partner to collect more data so we can have a broader university story about talking about the value of higher education and more specifically at my university, the hmm. value of a University of Florida degree and infusing data points of co-curricular and experiences that students are having on campus, but then in turn really focusing in on and highlighting the student experience that a hmm. school like the University of Florida can afford for students. So it's not only that students who come to our campus will be able to work with world-renowned faculty and staff in the classroom, but that we would be able to support students in having what I call signature experiences that they can have at the university to support the learning that's in the classroom coupled with outside of the classroom. And then helping our students to be able to talk about how those meaningful opportunities of engagement have helped them in future decision-making about how they want to contribute beyond the university. So keeping data at the core, finding opportunities to partner and to collaborate, to integrate data and information is core and key and it's important in what we do to allow for shifts and changes for pivots to new narratives and yeah. new stories. That's great. And who are some of the like key campus partners that you're working with and managing large data sets and yeah, analysis? Absolutely. Enrollment management okay. is a key partner for collaboration. One is to help us to understand student demographic data, but also to partner with them as they're thinking about which students to recruit to our institutions. So they're a partner. We are sharing information and resources, but also we are a key component in their collateral pieces when they're talking to prospective students and family members about why the University of Florida would be a great institution for them to continue their education. We do that as well with them quite a bit. So they are a key partner. I would say Advancement is another key partner and collaborator for the work that we do. We're talking about students coming in, but we also want to think about our students transitioning out and them turning into alumni. And so spaces of development. We work with our advancement team when they're thinking about donor relations and engagement. Mm -hmm. We talk to them about what employers are doing on our campus for recruiting and talent. Because we want to be one University of Florida. We want to make our institutions smaller. And we want them to see that we're talking about a holistic experience. I also say partners within student life, but also in enrollment management. Again, thinking about how our students belong, how they connect mm -hmm. with campus, how do we support their mental health, but also navigation of the university yeah. community is huge and important. And so places and spaces that we as career services can integrate our work in natural touch points of students being able to connect with campus, we want to do that. And we want to do that well and often. Very good. So what are you working on next? What are the initiatives that are coming up for you? Where's your next big culture change move? I'm really curious. because I love that question. I love that question because I'm excited. When you ask the oh, question, good. I just lit up. So I think there's so much opportunity and possibility when we think about the future of our work and for services, but when we're talking about where our world is going. So initiatives that I'm excited about is really talking about and highlighting and elevating the future of work 
again, talking about how the world is changing, how work is changing, how the workforce is changing, but also how our students have agency and the opportunity Mm -hmm. to pivot and to create value and just really understand and own their Mm -hmm. journey in that. You know, we've come off of the pandemic where we are open, our minds are open to what is possible and what's exciting. And our students have the opportunity to work in hybrid environments, to go and do work that we've never seen before and work in communities and spaces they haven't. So really I see that as an opportunity. I also see that we have an opportunity in the work that we do in career services and higher education is to really educate our lawmakers and policymakers about our efforts to ensure that our students are successful. I think there's some work and opportunity in education policy and engagement. I know on our campus, we are looking at university leaders from other areas mm-hmm. than previously. And those and all of us want to have an impact, a greater impact on our students to be successful, our institutions and organizations to be successful, but also our economy to be successful in our world. Yeah. And so that has produced opportunities for us to reimagine our ecosystem when we think about career and professional development. Mm-hmm who are partners with us in that space, and how can we partner and collaborate greater for more impact and opportunity than we have before. So I'm really excited about the future of work. I'm excited about reimagining and reengaging folks in our ecosystem and really being able to talk about a new story, a new narrative, as those understand the work that we do to cause greater change. That's great. And that, that word ecosystem was right at the tip of my tongue, yeah. right before you said it. You're setting that up well. It sets universities and colleges in the conversation and not apart from it. And Absolutely. That, and I think that's the point of what you're saying. And yeah. So my last question for the Mindset in Motion podcast yeah. is how has your mindset changed over the years? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I like that question. I think I am more open to endless possibilities than ever before. Endless possibilities. Endless possibilities. I've shared it with my staff. I think we're limitless, right? The pandemic has really has opened my eyes to what could be mm-hmm. possible, right? We talk about the ecosystem, engagement, connections. Even in our work, we have people who are coming into the field that have never even worked in career services before, cool. never worked in higher education before, but they're interested in making an impact and causing a difference. And so inviting and engaging those into our work with diverse perspectives, connections, opportunities to think about how do we reimagine the work that we do with the people that we do it with, that ecosystem piece is exciting. So my mindset is more open to what we can do together as a greater community than ever before. An amazing journey. I wish you well. Jeanette Glover, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. And we will look forward to watching the rest of your career take off. Thank you, Bill. If you have questions for me or just want to talk about your institution, connect with me at bheinrich at orbiscommunications.com or check out our website at orbiscommunications.com. 